welcome everybody to pull up a chair and let's talk chair i'm going to be talking to a friend a colleague an acquaintance somebody i've known now actually for quite a number of years yeah it's quite scary actually when you try and break it down it has been hasn't it oh goodness how many far too Ooh. bloody long darren far too many, far too many. <laughs> um so i'm going to be talking to a gentleman called darren wales and we're we're going to be talking about bereavement but a different side to bereavement and the what what the society believes bereavement is maybe is, yeah 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 <laughs> that's a good starting point yes let's, let's start from there Darren, first of all um introduce <laughs> yourself and tell me a little bit about you and where your brief your journey to this point at this point, well, um, we've known each other for quite some time. I'm a, I'm a trainer in health and social care and I've been a registered manager and things like that. And in the last seven years, I found myself pretty much a full-time carer for my wife post um, a, co a, a coma because she was a bit naughty once with some diet, with some alcohol and she's diabetic. Um, and uh, just recently she passed away in, in January of this year and is pretty much the, the a traumatic event because she was stage five kidney failure. Um, COVID happened and she was taken off the transplant list. And the, the, the end part of her, her life was quite a traumatic experience, um, especially because I've got a bit of a medical background and I've worked for the ambulance service and things and ended up doing all the things I train on her, which uh, is quite an interesting reflection. And post everything happening has been a, an interesting journey let's say the most interesting journey i think uh, um it's been quite politely interesting journey it's been yeah. a battle and it's been yes. a minefield of emotion um yeah definitely and and i think when bereavement in itself we all have the that we follow bereavement and we yeah. all get sad and we all get low and we all get angry and we all whatever people tell us we should mm. behave yes but yeah. then put in it that you've cared for somebody and mm. then you try to do CPR. Mm. Exactly. And, well, I did CPR five times, actually, and um, got her back five times. So the, the, it's so hard to explain. I mean, I do loads of work with Arthur Rank Hospice. So I've been around the grief and the, the death and the, there's such a thing as a good death sort of model and all that. It, it, it's all there. But when it's put into practice, I've done, CPR on someone for real I've cared for people as a patient but when it's your relative or when it's your loved one it is a completely different and it's life-changing it is totally life-changing and people can't understand that people genuinely think okay it's been a month time to grow up time to move on time to put it all behind you when actual fact for me now in April it feels like it happened two days ago yeah and that and um, that that's the thing of the ptsd isn't it from yeah. what you actually did yeah definitely i mean i've been diagnosed by a doctor with it and and it's quite um interesting that they give you this diagnosis and say oh we think you've got um some traumatic disorder duh, 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 duh. um thanks very much and you're like okay uh, and what are you <laughs> going to do with it um and they even suggested don't put yourself in those situations i said well i live in the house still i train i am a first responder for the ambulance service i live and breathe it and they said well don't so what, what do they want you to do i wonder uh, no idea no idea uh, they, they, they literally just said take yourself out of situations that triggers your emotions it makes you it beggars belief a little bit doesn't it the fact yeah, that it does you've got to earn a living now mm. let's let's put it into basics here Six. you've got to pay yeah. your mortgage you've got to earn a living yeah. You've got to eat and you've got to see people. Yes, okay. exactly. But each one of those is massively impacted by what's happened. And grief and, a, and a, there is a fabulous support out there. There's crews, there's lots of charities, there's some amazing friends that, you know, drop a text at the right moment, like you did the other day, makes all the difference massively. And people that carry that on now, is huge because well-meaning people spend ages being really sympathetic for a couple of weeks when actually you're numb you don't need it yeah well, i didn't 
I'm completely was completely utterly numb to it. I was just wandering around through life thinking, oh great, I can finally watch the film I want to, and really stupid stuff, which sounds really brutal, but it's true. And then when you need it, everyone's bored of it. And you can't blame them, you know, because they've moved on. They they haven't got the trauma. Um, you're then left with a very, very core amount of people, and you then get very frightened of boring them to tears. You know what I mean? You don't want to start conversations with them because you know damn well you desperately want to talk about your feelings and emotions. And, and you sort of put yourself in a bubble. Yeah, and it's that thing, isn't it? I, 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 how are you feeling? And they'll yeah. say, actually... You and said I, and it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling? You know, it's that, uh, okay, you know, and you've got your stock answers because that's what people want. And those stock answers don't help. And, I, and I, I think my response was, was a bit blue, was how the heck do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then even then, you know, there's certain, I don't know, you just sort of, you know, what have you been up to? You think, well, sorting out clothes and rearranging kitchen cupboards again. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and fending off advice from people. And, and reading, reading and reading and reading. I mean, I've, I've just read um the new book um by i'm trying to think of his name the communards priest oh oh we'll, we'll, we'll find out and we'll have a look well, hang on hang on hang on because it's next to me in my heap of books here we okay. go richard cole richard cole richard cole the madness of grief and it is possibly a life-changing for me because it actually was released a month after vic passed away and it it has i've read it about 15 times and it is such an absorbing book and it has hit every mark for me. But what frightens me, it's the first time any of it's been said in that format. It's the first time somebody's actually turned around and said, wouldn't it be lovely if we went back to Victorian values and people could wear an armband? I wouldn't want to wear an armband, but I would like to wear a little badge to say, please don't say what have you done wrong now when you've got a bunch of flowers in the supermarket? Because you're desperate to say, oh, because I'm taking them to my wife's grave. Mm. But you don't want to spoil that poor young girl's day in Waitrose. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very third world problem, doesn't it? Yeah, but it, 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 it is, you know, um, it, you, you're constantly walking around pre-answering questions. It's really, really bizarre really really bizarre do you think as well because you work in social care you think of others before yourself yeah yeah massively massively and knowing medical stuff and nursing stuff you you've preempted everything i knew this was going to happen seven years ago but it, it you 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 blank stuff out and and you re you reanalyze yourself and you think i could have done this i could have done that and I think that there's nothing for that. There's no help and advice for that because heaven forbid, I'm not 75. I'm not, I'm not a 75 year old woman, which is what happens when you type widow or widower into Google and do an image search. Look at the images. They're all, no, not being sexist, they're all women. Yeah, I think society wants widows, Scottish widows, you know, the advert and, and yeah. uh, they're either glamorous, rich on a cruise or live on their own, happy as Larry with the young male gardener mowing the lawn. <laughs> Find pictures of widowed men. They live in a grey flat with beige walls, with beans on toast because they can't work the microwave. Now, I know that is true for a section I don't think as much anymore, let's be honest. I mean, even my grandfather, when my grandmother passed away, he was the cook. He cared for her for years, so he was the cook. He had to learn. Um, but it's the assumption, yet, isn't it? It's the assumption. Oh, it's the assumption yeah, yeah. that you've, you, you, you've been with, your wife has died and you're a man, yeah. and so, oh, my goodness, you can't cook. No, you can't cook. You can't iron. You, 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 and, and our, our life's exactly the wrong way around because Vic watched the football and she put the shelves up. Mm. Yeah. Um, I could sew the buttons on and do the hem on her trousers and cook. Whereas society does not accept that as the norm. And you get your little pamphlet from Cruz that says, Have you considered these easy ways to learn how to cook? Massively outdated. It needs changing, but maybe it needs tailoring. Maybe there needs to be a young person's guide to death of a partner 
because there is so many uh, things that we already know. We know we need to do the bank accounts. We know we need to do this, do that. Whereas all the guides say, walk into your local branch and speak to somebody. Do it online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you go onto the single single notification portal, pay 10 quid, and it tells everybody. Whereas <laughs> you have to find that out for yourself. There's nothing... Um, yeah, it's very, very bizarre. And I think COVID hasn't helped because you become... Well, it's helped It's helped one way and not helped the other. It's helped because I could stay at home and be uh, a miser and not want to speak to everybody legitimately. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and you can, you can. oh, well, we can't possibly meet and please don't come around because of the COVID rules. Um, and it has, that's, it's also exactly, exactly the same reason. It's negative because when you want that social contact, you can't. But... Um, regardless of that it's also created this bubble within a bubble because you're in your bubble of grief queuing in the line to get into the supermarket um and everyone's in a hurry there's this this tension in the air and all you're doing is thinking about please don't put cheesy watsits in the trolley again because you cried last time because you can't stand them but Vic loves them yeah and it's daft really really stupid things just if you're stood behind someone in a queue that looks upset, give them a bit of patience because you do not know what they have just gone through. And I think that's yeah. in general, isn't it? We, we have yeah. this fast moving life. Yes. And sometimes we're so tunnel vision. We know what we want, we're going to get it done. Yeah. And then something comes and throws us off. Mm. There's no, there's no, but no, no compassion about that at times. No, no, there will no. always be people out there that are compassionate, of course. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a supermarket, it's either get on with it, you know, yeah. move yeah, on yeah. along. The pressure of, up. yeah, the pressure of, of, of society as a whole is that grief is embarrassing. Grief is something to be avoided. Um, and that's still inherent in everybody. People do not like talking about death. And I can understand that, but that doesn't help people that are living in hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is some amazing people and that I know that are, are doing that. Don't get me wrong. But there isn't that... Um, I don't know. There's not that ability, even the GP, when you ring up to change some medication and you're trying to say... And they say to you, why do you want to up your antidepressant? And you can say, well, I'm giving anxiety attacks. Why is that then? Um, well, my wife's passed away. And I actually had a doctor to say, say the exact words of, well, you need to be a man and pull yourself together. Yeah. Where, where is that, this man up thing coming from? Why are we still um, saying that? I don't know. It still exists. Um, you need to be a man and keep it from within yourself. And you sit there and you think, hang on a minute this village has got this doctor telling the males of the village with the problem but we've also got a uh, an amazing group of guys that get together and it's a men's mental health club and you think great balance but <laughs> this this doctor is probably driving people to that <laughs> yes. because <laughs> you know um you then get into a lottery of which gp picks it and you know you almost get this feeling at the moment of well if it's not covid we really are not interested um, and I, I actually said to the GP, well, what actually are you doing all day? Because mm. you're not seeing patients. You're sat on the end of a phone. What are you doing all day? Tell me. You know, there's still, still people out there that need help and support. Um, and please stop ringing to book my wife in for her vaccination four months after she died. Yeah. Because they wrote the death certificate, yet they still phone to get her COVID vaccine. And how frustrating is that? And uh, do you know what? I think about it in this concert. We have lots of mm. things. We have um, wedding planners. We have party yeah. planners. Where is the bit about death planners? Oh, yes. It would be lovely, wouldn't it? Some, if you could just... some... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could just get somebody to say, OK, here's all my wife's details. I'll give you full authority. Off you go. Yes. Uh, that would be absolute bliss. But... I don't know, would that give you the closure that you need, though? I don't know where that would go. But, but, but yes, even that person like that. that said, this will help you do this, or somebody yes. to plan your appointment so that you don't have to think about planning them, so that you no. just have to turn up. Exactly. Exactly. It would be beautiful. It would be beautiful. 
but you know all that the, the the legally stuff i mean covid has brought some amazing strange things like you have to pay extra to broadcast your funeral uh, uh on the internet which gives people the opportunity to log in and watch it which many did and many got a lot from it but it was mandatory um which, oh yeah because you don't want people just turning up and there was lots of people in the village that wanted to pay their respects so we people had to plan where they stood in the village to be socially distanced and they were very very much so but yeah <clears throat> very very so and we got fined at our funeral we got a thousand pound fine because one the first person that walked past me hugged me so the rest of the 30 that were there did uh, and as they all said, it was one of those moments. We shouldn't have really done it, but I think everyone had just reached that exasperation point with social distancing and had forgotten, genuinely had forgotten. We were stood outside, but the um, the little man in his little office was watching and uh, in the crematorium and slapped us a fine, a thousand pound fine for social wow. contact. Uh, and the letter for that was a, a badly photocopied with my OCD about presentation, a badly photocopied creased letter <laughs> with the mandatory bit of paper. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, the, if it wasn't so terrible, it's laughable, isn't it? Well, I wish I'd kept it because the when the, Vic passed away and we had the police who were superb, I have to say the police were amazing. Maybe because their boss lives two doors down, I'm not sure, but <laughs> they were they were amazing. Um, where where else in the in the world can you get the police that disappear off after standing outside in the cold for four hours waiting for an undertaker um, that actually drove off to get me a Costa? You can't, you know, whatever. Uh, it was amazing. However. Um, even the undertakers when they turned up you suddenly become very defensive and they were totally scruffy um total disrespect i knew about moving and handling and they they, they took her out the front door bent double because they couldn't be bothered to get the, the the folding half stretcher um and they gave me the piece of paper to say what happens next which was so badly photocopied it looked like uh, a primary school child had photocopied their favourite letter they've had in their back pocket for 15 years. And that was meant to be an official document. And that that set the scene till today, really. You know, the, 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 the delight of the word, oh, because of COVID. Um, yeah, there's no excuse, I don't think, for that. No, because professionalism is professionalism. <laughs> Just because COVID exists, and we're going to be living with COVID, and we're, let, you know, yeah. we're not going to talk about COVID too much, but no, no, no. we are going to be living with it. The point no. is, it doesn't change how you do your job. job. No. It might change that you're not as close to people or you have to wash your hands a little bit more, which you bloody should have been doing anyway. Yes, um, exactly. Come on. <laughs> but it, yeah. it, it, it changes that. It shouldn't change your professionalism and no, how no. you present yourself. No, exactly. In fact, I mean, surely you should present yourself better. Shouldn't that be the attitude? I think so. I mean, even the I mean the undertakers were absolutely amazing because it was the I won't say who it was that picked the wife. Well, actually, sorry, it was the co-op. Wife, the co-op picked my wife up. I then wrote and took her back out of the co-op and gave them to a, a small family undertakers and they were superb hmm. um he knocked on the door and said i'm not meant to but if you stand in the corner of your lounge i'll stand by the front door and you know masked up and all the rest of it uh, but that morning he had notifications to say undertakers must not meet in person and he said well i'm sorry but what i do for a living has to be an exemption for that hmm. you know what i mean he said because i can't talk to someone over the phone and uh, he was the only one that said especially when you have a young person's death and let's go back to that actually because mm. i want I, I want to a bit about age it, we're, mm. we're not being age discriminatory we're no. not no no no, no trying no, to no, go no. The, no. what we're saying is that losing somebody at a younger age and then not being the facilities for you to access or maybe the facilities no. The, the the wrong facilities maybe it's going to mean yeah. that your journey through bereavement is going to take longer isn't it yeah i think so well not yeah. that it goes away no no i don't think it goes away from any for anybody but it, there's there's two folds to that there's a social acceptance of um 
a person saying they're a widow. I actually had someone the other day saying, oh, but you don't look that old. Um, there is the um, current situation where people will automatically assume it was something else. And you have to relay the story every time. Do people now no. have to say it wasn't COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, all the time. And I know we said we weren't going to mention it, but yeah, it was, you know, you have to, I feel like having a t shirt made. My wife's died, don't talk to me, no, it wasn't COVID. Um, <laughs> and actually, that's not a bad idea. I might get one made. Um, <laughs> We'd like a picture if you do. Yeah, just to challenge people because this affects other people. And being in the care industry, I now feel that we need to do something about it because, as you said, you care and think about other people first. But there must be people out there that are hidden away, locked away, that are being bullied and harassed with the best intentions by friends and family to live a life that they don't want to, to do things they don't want to. Because the younger you are into an bereavement, well-meaning people, especially your own uh, parents perhaps, want to um, control you and give you the advice. And when you don't do it, whole hell there's loose yeah do you think and, that opens the door for people to then say to you well when i lost somebody yet it was they were 80 and they lost their husband yeah a little bit but actually i found that that was more they tend to be more compassionate they tend to understand because they'll say automatically but we'd been married for 40 years and he was 90 yeah, yeah. you're what you're going through must be hell they know so that's okay it's people i mean bless um, Vicky's mum and dad you should never have to see your your children's funeral because yeah. that's the saying isn't it and very very true they've been through hell and back um, they've been fantastic if anything it's changed the relationship with much almost like much closer I actually called my mother-in-law mum for the first time wow um, which I, you know there wasn't wasn't for reason of not to but it just was something that never really happened but yeah it's weird and the little things like that and that's been fantastic but people saying you know when are you going to clean the wardrobe out you need to do this you need to do that um <coughs> you need to do this to move on um well in actual fact you know i can just about clean a wardrobe out but i have to do it stage by stage because it is emotionally exhausting i um, have a friend who hmm. lost her husband 10 years ago it hmm. must be down to a different reason um mm. and she still hasn't got rid of all this stuff wow mm. i can see that i can but, see why and and aftershave still got things like yeah. that mm. Bless and, I, and i think you're right you you mentioned the other day where people said to you about the stages of grief mm. oh don't yes <laughs> they they want you to go through the stages. Are you angry yet? I've been angry every day. I was angry 10 minutes after we realised she died. I went through every stage in the first three minutes. You go through them every day, every five minutes. It changes. There is no acceptance. There is no uh, structured Kubler-Ross method of accepting death. Yeah, it is, it is. It varies from everybody. And I think the younger you are, the younger generation is the generational differences. Um, there's more immediate torture. Facebook. Oh, right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's a double edged sword because actually it was that moment that you don't have to phone everybody. You don't have to phone some remote person that you're the person who's passed away hasn't spoken to for five years because you just post it on Facebook yeah you get yeah. everyone that you need to know and told and then you just post it on Facebook but then you get that people commenting and it's lovely but it's like an instant wave of everyone's then said oh well that's done we don't need to keep in touch it's instant isn't it it's the speed yeah and keep getting posts of seeing uh, the other day I got one uh, a suggestion of a page because Vicky Wales likes it ah, because, right. uh, because doing something as simple as memorializing a Facebook account is not as easy as it sounds right 
Facebook actually wants a photocopy of the death certificate. Okay. Now, I won't let Facebook have a copy of an official document. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> no. But they then said, well, if we can send us a, an image of your um, order of service, that would be enough. Well, the order of service had Victoria Wales on it instead of Vicky Wales. So they wouldn't accept that. So, I mean, it, it's it's really, really bizarre, silly stuff. Um, emails. It's it's when the postman comes, you know, you're going to get letters. You're prepared for it. Emails, you're not. So you have to take over an email account and it's a constant slow Chinese water torture. Oh, my yeah, the gosh. Yeah, the Drip. postman, Drip. you know they're Drip. coming, you know you're going to get a letter, but every day there's a ping of an email and it's something else, yeah? Um, letters you can put down and deal with two or three days later when you can cope and email people want answers now. And then years ago, you would never have had that. No, no, no. It'd been no. three death certificates, one for there, one for there, one, one for there, there, one for there. And that's Done. it. Yeah, and I've actually got paid for 10 death certificates and they're all out bar one at the moment. Yeah. And I think your thing about the age thing, you, you mm. read the book um, yeah. and there were some significant things in that about yeah. going yes. back. But then you yeah. also watched Afterlife, didn't you? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, I mean, I'd put it, oh, well, you know, when you're searching, at, because I can now stay up till two in the morning, um, <laughs> you know, and then, the, yes, you, you, you rearrange your life quite massively. And that that's another a whole different ballgame. But um, it was that moment <clears throat> of sticking on Prime and thinking, OK, uh, let's try this then, because I like him as a comic. And I thought, I need to torture myself a bit more because you do get into that, that you feel you haven't cried enough recently. So you need to do something to upset yourself. Um, it makes you feel better. And I watched them back to back till about six o'clock in the morning. It, I was absolutely riveted because I was watching myself. Uh, not in everything, obviously. Um, <laughs> but there was these really, really bizarre correlations. And it happens in life, isn't there? There's synchronicity in life. And He's got a dog and I've got Ralph, who is massively important to me. I don't know where I'd be without the dog, but um, it was suddenly realising that actually, yes, I want to stand in the middle of a supermarket and tell everyone to fuck off. Yeah. Um, and I, I really haven't got the polite filter anymore because I don't need it. I have a trump card. That is, is a positive thing. You've got a trump card in your wallet that no matter what people are saying to you, you can trump their bad day. Yes. And do you know what? I hate to say it, but watching it vindicated the fact that I discovered I was quite enjoying it sometimes. And now obviously it's your brain and your emotions helping you through something. There's a reason why, but I was watching it thinking, yeah, actually, do you know what? Just, just answer people. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm not okay. about being allowed to say that. No, yeah. I feel shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite, it is amazing. I mean, I had a, a, a very, very dear friend of mine who he was actually the best man at the wedding, my best man. And through a long, long, long issues, we'd lost touch for a while and we'd still talk on Facebook, but we hadn't physically talked for years. Um, and he just rang out the blue. And it was like speaking to someone that you hadn't spoken to for two minutes, you know? And he listened he actually listened which was amazing that you could actually say practical things that you don't say to anybody in case you offend them yeah i i have changed the kettle i hated the kettle that i was forced to have for 10 damn years because it was a 200 quid kettle and it would never break and the other day i got it and i threw it to the top of the garden and went and bought the one i wanted and then had 24 hours of utter guilt <laughs> but I am still quite pleased and looking at it now through the door that that kettle is there. <laughs> there there has to be a guide for that so people can understand that happens yeah um it's do you think people think well you must have more time at least you haven't got oh. you know oh at yeah. least you can think about yourself now well yeah at least you can do this at least you can do that at least you at least you can look after yourself and Maybe there has been a physical change. Maybe all of a sudden, yeah, I, I am 
getting better dressed to go to Tesco's or whatever. And people say, oh, you're looking well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Internally, this no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's <laughs> how, how do I explain it? Some of the most stupidest things that um, people, when they come and visit the house, will say, why haven't you moved that yet? And you're like, well, they're Vic's collection of West German vases, for example. I'm not particularly overly keen with them, but like everything, when you're in a relationship, it's a 50 50 thing. I can't get rid of them. Let's not be yet. honest, 70, 30 to Vic. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, is, there is the little things in my little corner of the lounge has now grown to three quarters of it. And, you know, there is the, the weird, weird stuff that happens, but people see that as a positive. It's a massive negative. It is a massive negative. Um, people don't understand when you open the front door and you come into your home um that yes you like your own company but there is a reason why that ornament that you hate is still there because if it's gone or it's moved then that person's removed from that house yeah and i know it has to happen eventually but does it yeah that's, and, the, that's the question is it does it and, and that's the age thing again because if that was an elderly couple then it doesn't have to be moved no yeah, I've even had people say, well, um, I had some two or three really important pictures of Vic put in silver frames, like you do at three o'clock in the morning, search on eBay and discovered that so, and I needed them for that particular photograph. People will then say, oh, well, make sure you move them when you meet someone else. Why? Yeah. Where, where is this society what? that we have to behave this way? What we sit here and we think we've come so far, but then we we we're not. We're, we're not. not. We don't think. Misconception that this is how you should behave through grief and bereavement. Mm. And if you take a little bit longer, oh, you need to man up. Yeah, yeah. You need to be a, a man because you need to be out, and you need a you need a new wife to iron and cook and sew. <laughs> Um, and and uh, do you know what? I mean, the best thing about living in a village was the WI knocked on the door the next morning with the most amazing cooked dinners. But I had to beg them to stop. <laughs> I love you dearly, but thank you so much. But my lemon drizzle's nicer. Uh, and know? I have to say, Dan, you live in a village that have have really took that community feel, haven't? Don't yes, you? Yes. Yes. I mean, we, we we're part of the. Part, I'm still part of the carnival committee. I'm the vice chair. Vic was in, heavily involved in that. We, we were a big part of the village and had lots of friends in the village. And they've all been amazing. That support network has been superb. Uh, and they've all been brilliant. It's the periphery of that that's mm. irritating. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the general assumptions of society of here's a man who's young, ish, um, who is now a widow who's going to dinner with somebody that's female oh my god are they getting together no they're just a good mate and no one would have questioned before but now everyone analyzes your life because you are not complying to the idea of a widow do you I'm think not... people own it own have a bit of ownership about it i think so yeah they like they like feeling i don't know it's it's because you are non-identified, it's like a hidden disability, isn't it? Because yeah. you're not wearing a badge that says I've got MS or that I've got a badge that I've got cancer, because I'm not, the, 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 the death thing isn't something, oh, I suppose you could wear a badge to say you've got MS. People do. But you can't wear a badge that says I'm grieving because that was Victorian and that's frowned upon. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, what Richard Coles keeps going, referring back to is that it would give people that are grieving the ability to not worry about going to a shop seeing someone you know that you know you haven't told yet or someone who hasn't given you their apologies about life yet that you dart behind the, the cornflakes to ignore them um <laughs> because you're not in the mood for that conversation um or the people that say have you got on tinder yet and for god's sake you know what <laughs> um people are well-meaning but they can't get their concept around a young person's grief, I don't think, of a, of a partner. What do you, what would you hope? What would, what would be what you'd hope 
we'd learn from well just listening to you really um just to the first thing that i i i have taken from being a carer of somebody that has gone through an end-of-life process and some fairly traumatic medical emergencies is as and i will quote him again but it was the thing that caused me to to look at his book when you're in the hospital car park and the person in front of you is fiddling with their change trying to pay their parking ticket and can't get their head around the money going in be patient because they might be having the worst day of their entire lives um and for always forevermore I was always the one that was impatient and that is one thing that's changed and again I'll refer back to to afterlife his personality changed to be more accepting didn't it and massively I, I think I think that's that's happened to me I have more infinite patience for other people um, if I'm not involved in them or they're not involved in me I'll, I'll become a very patient cure um, I think we also need to take away as a society that the person that has is having the grief has a year of firsts to cope with first birthdays first wedding anniversaries um and they are going to be grieving for a lot longer but ask them what they want yeah ask them what they would like um even something as simple as it sounds horrible i was so happy that we couldn't have a do after the funeral because of covid um, because for my, for me, and I don't speak for the rest of the family because they might have loved it, but they could have had it and I would have wanted to go home on my own. But the pressure to have people with you, the pressure of people saying, well, I don't think you should be on your own, um, then makes you feel that you have to get people around or you have to do this, you have to do that. Um but you don't want people <laughs> ask them what they want ask them every morning just like, drop them a text we have modern technology drop them a text are you okay ha ha <laughs> is there anything you need text me mm. but keep asking that's the thing <laughs> keep how are you today asking. how are yeah. you today today how are you this evening yes and finish the finish it with don't feel you have to text back mm, because yeah. that person will more than likely then text back yeah um and yeah something that would be the most simplest thing so we've got all this modern technology which allows instant communication so when that person who is going through this texts means they need you yeah desperately and, and if, if you, you are, said you'll be there yeah yes exactly be there be there because and many of the people that i know have been and i you know i've i've, I've seen some amazing amazing people in my life and you know they don't realize how amazing they are but without that then you do need help and support massively and, and that help and support needs to change yeah um, the person on the end of the phone needs to be um, a younger person as well or understands the um, impact it has on that person's life um, with advice of what to do with I mean, something as silly as the internet access to your other half's bank account. Yeah. You know, be sensible, drain their bank account out quick into yours. Um, you know, no one can officially say that. But the bank did. Yeah. The bank did. They said, do you know your wife's login? I went, yes. And they went, log in now in the car park and then come back in. Yeah. Because they were going to freeze the account. They said, just transfer it. I said, isn't that fraud? And they went, nope, just do it. Yeah. Um, if they hadn't been that open, I would have probate problems and all sorts. Well, there isn't any because in that respect, modern technology is amazing. Yeah. Um, a will is so important thankfully we had one but if we hadn't that would have been a nightmare and i know it keeps harping on about you need a will you need a will you need a will but look at will will writing adverts older people oh yeah isn't it there yeah. isn't a picture of a 20 year old couple um you need a will do you think though and and i know we said we weren't mm. going to talk about covid but do you think though more people 
have lost people suddenly who are a lot younger during COVID. So yeah, now I, maybe there's going to be something, but I don't know. <laughs> What worries me is that that lots of organisations, and I will say it, lots of organisations use COVID as an excuse. Yeah. And, you know, um, perhaps maybe it needs to change. Maybe there will be that change. I mean, like the, the likes of Arthur Rank Hospice, they're, they're masters at it. But, you know, they have advisors and everything's there purely for them. But then they're a charity doing it off their own back. Yeah. If they had other organisations they wouldn't need to be doing that. If, if other organisations were better versed at how to do things, um, and, or, or somebody to actually tell you, when the coroner rings, this is what they're going to ask. You know, the advice sites will say, the coroner will ask you these questions. It doesn't actually say that, it just says the coroner will call you. The and coroner, they will it, it want won't... to know some, th some history things as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. They'll say, you know, on the notes it says that, the paramedics did CPR once on the first instance for three or four weeks before she passed away. And yeah. I said, no, actually, that was me five times mm. uh, with my defibrillator that happened to be in the van. And their response to that, you know, it, they, then, they then go, thanks for the info and put the phone down. And there you are in a house with nobody because we haven't got children. So that's the other thing. You know, if you haven't got kids, Th that's what you were talking about the other day wasn't it yeah it's this misconception yeah yeah oh you're a widow where are the children are they with yeah. your mother i haven't got any mm. and <laughs> i know that but there must be how many hundreds of thousands of people in exactly the same situation now that as usual you don't fit a box and i know we can't have a, a box for everybody but there must be an awful lot of 30 to 50 year old men that are now widows yes must be absolutely but google it I, I did google it before we did the interview doing doing this this morning and i typed in 30 to 50 year old widows help first hit is five dating sites i mean <laughs> i mean why and if you do the same for um women it's a little bit different it must be just as bad but again, it's more socially acceptable, isn't it? Yeah, because the grief doesn't change. It's just how no. society perceives the death. Yes. Somebody. Yeah. We're not yeah. saying yeah. grief changes and grief is easier yeah. for a man no. or a woman. No, not, no, at no not at all. Not what at we're all. saying is there isn't enough out there that is true to what life is now. No, exactly. Exactly. And I think we've had a whole year of social isolation. We've had a whole year of that. So that's put a lot of people's lives on hold and possibly a lot of grief on hold yes um because i haven't been to wells next to the sea for fish and chips yet and that was our favorite thing to do most weekends yeah um, my friend lives there near the there oh. very lucky french's fish and chip shop oh, anyway beautiful. um <laughs> <laughs> we're doing loads of plugs here maybe we should get an endorsement yes. from these companies we've done a few yeah. plugs to companies we're not any other reputable fish companies fine yeah 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 um <clears throat> um i think everything's been put on hold i would have desperately have loved to have gone and had a break you know that other bit of advice people give why yeah. don't you go and have a break? <laughs> Actually, when they stopped saying it, I thought to myself, yes, that would be quite nice, but oh, yes, we can't. And that's affecting everybody that's running through grief. There's nothing particular to uh, my age group or my situation. That's affecting everybody, and that must be huge as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then friends and family and the people that are meaning well need to accept that, that uh, post-lockdown, all that grief's going to come back. Yeah, and it, and do you think it's going to raise its ugly head, isn't it? And it's going to seep yes. in, yeah. and you're going to have some more first that you haven't even had because of COVID. Yeah. COVID. You know? Yes. But, and, and, yeah, go on. But then the person that's suffering the grief will not want to mention it because it's been too long. You don't want to upset people. It is a perfect storm. It is a perfect, yeah. perfect storm. So you sit in your own little world, um, walking the dog like I did yesterday, bursting into tears because a robin sat dropped next to me. I've never been a great believer in the robin thing, but 
just by by getting used to saying hello Vic to the random one when you're taking a walk sets you off exactly what we do exactly as a family um, yeah. um the moon's bright day the, the the niece and nephew say oh that's granddad yes the yeah. little niece night <laughs> and, granddad you know yeah. oh look he's yeah. out during the day you know yeah yeah and it, yes it, yes it's a way to accept things and quantify things and isn't it lovely but then it also is upsetting yeah um so people need to accept and cry and have a good blub. I mean, I'm half Dutch, brought up by a lovely Dutch. So I, I was taught that men cry right from the beginning. So that's never been an issue. Um, but I do fear and worry for young guys that are brought up with a stiff upper lip thing. I mean, pff, how do how they cope? How that be? Yeah. Know. How must that that? some daft things daft things like being able to have a chinese when you want to is lovely but it's really hard to say it's nice yes um moving furniture because you're always sick of kicking the coffee table so you can get rid of it actually is horrific yeah yeah the outcome's nice but you actually consciously, constantly think about, I really shouldn't have done that. And do you think it's reminded people, whatever emotion you feel at that point in time is right for you? Yes. Yes, that has to be. Because if you want to laugh and joke, then for God's sake, let them. Don't look at them in judgment and say, why are you watching Hot Fuzz? the night of your wife's cremation because I needed to have a bottle of wine and a laugh. Yes. Um, but internally, you're also going through the struggle and guilt of laughing, but that's a different story. Your, your brain has to go through that. And but also, don't... you've got time to fill. Yes. That was filled with the person you cared for. Exactly. And that's the other part that, you know, um, there is very much a dropping carers from a great height of family if you're a family carer your, your carer's allowance carries on for a brief period they were lovely on the phone i have to say what a lovely lovely lady she talked to me for about half an hour she was gorgeous on the, but it carries on for four weeks and then it's done hmm. and that is an excellent uh it, that is the, that's how society sees it well you've done that now so you now need to change onto this and you need to go off and you need to do this job or you need to do that or time to buck up your ideas. Well, no, because that's only been a few days. Um, you haven't got, I mean, I have to at some point, we had loads of dialysis equipment in the house and every drawer I opened, there was more dressings for Hickman lines. Yeah. You know, that everything and, and medication, carrier bags and carrier bags of medication that stuff I got rid of very quickly, I have to say. Yeah, my mum um, <laughs> my dad's bed and things, equipment. Yes, I mean, oh, that must be awful to have equipment left. I had, it's still here. It's the, um, Vic, for a brief period of time, had peritoneal dialysis, so we've got the machine. Yeah. It is huge. Um, and they said, well, because of COVID, we can't pick them up, but they're £24,000 worth of bit of equipment. <laughs> Um, you can't bring them in, we can't pick them up, could you just keep it? And I said, well, I haven't got a garage, I've got a garden shed, oh, don't put it in there, it'll get ruined and we'll charge you for it. Um, and in the end, I'm afraid to say, I then discovered that they actually don't do anything with them. So I just took it out to the garden and sent them a picture of it over the back of the fence. Ah. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then found out afterwards that Médecins Sans Frontières, in my best French accent, would have loved it. Yeah. So information like that a phone call please come and take away this equipment um or that would be something a friend could do which would be amazing and if they have a garage there when they pick it up oh, i think yeah. people need to be prepared for that feeling we were all yeah, yeah. there with my mum mm. you know the, mm. the bed and yeah. you know yeah just watching because, that <laughs> yeah because that that part of the caring part has become your relationship mm. um, till death do us part in sickness and in health. When you make those statements, that's about old age. 
Yeah, that's what my mum. That's exactly what my mum said on when I spoke to my mum. Yeah. You know, for her, she was just his wife. Yeah. Doing you know? a job. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an awful thing to say. I didn't mean it that way. But you know, no, what but I mean? it's In true. Mind, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Mm. And, and as mum said, actually, there was many days she wanted to just go, ah, will you shut the hell up? Up, yeah, yeah. And and it was the same, and it, the frustration of it all. And, you know, <clears throat> but when it's all gone, that's, that. The, what do you do with your time? Don't, don't go up to that person and give them ideas of what they should be doing. <laughs> Please. Yeah, if they've got, if they, if you know they've had a hobby that stopped, by all means, say, why don't you pick up your binoculars and go bird watching again? Perfect. But don't say, have you tried puzzles? <laughs> or have you considered this? Or it really doesn't help because all you're doing is all you're doing is making the emptiness bigger. Yeah. And um, that person, you, you, as a carer, you get a very structured life. We had four, four times a week dialysis. And for about three or four weeks, whenever I had to go in to do some shopping, I accidentally drove the dialysis unit twice. Yeah. And people, you know, you, you want to tell people, you want to laugh about it, but the other people need to understand that that is, that's, that's pretty much their life for a long time. Mm. Um yeah, and then then as a natural a natural thing, if someone's just passed away through a horrific accident, they've got instant grief, and and everyone takes over. It must be awful. But if you've been a carer as well, you have double whammy because you've got back the life that you miss, and you're happy about that, but you feel very guilty that you've got time to do something. Do you also think you lose your purpose for a short time? Massively. Massively, massively, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that just hit the nail on the head there. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. That's good. Um, but yes, you do lose work. Is work for money? That's its purpose. When yeah. you're caring for a, when you're caring for somebody, uh, especially if it's your partner, that is your sole importance. Work no matter how important it is, meant that you could then do that, if that made sense. Yes, and it got absolutely. In the way. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it is really difficult to be able to go to bed when you want to. Yeah. And I want to sort of just say, now, I, I, I've known Darren for a number of years, and, and obviously, I, I, I'm not, I never met Vic, Vic did I? And, nope. uh, but I've always spoke to you over the years, mm. and we've um, mm. chatted about life. But your strength in looking to the future is there, isn't there? Because you're yes. looking at new horizons. Yeah. And again, I think that's part of, of, of accepting that, hang on a minute, this now is a change for life. And for me, it's I've been given the opportunity now and I, I need to honour, if you like, Vic's memory in the sense that now... I've got to prove to her I can do that. Um, but even then, people's advice and support and help is needed when the person asks for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've recently signed up to do my MA in photography. Um, and people are like, oh, but you're going to be a full-time student. How are you going to pay the mortgage? How are you going to keep the house? And, well, I don't want the house because it's full of dialysis memories yeah. and they said but it's the house you bought together the day you got married what? yeah but for three years it was bliss for seven years it was care yeah. so it, it's soaked into the plaster i love the house dearly but it's gotta go yeah yeah um so something as daft as that it uh, would just be for, for somebody to turn around and say well i'm really jealous that's an amazing thing to do which is exactly means, how, I was rather jealous um, yeah. at the MA, that, and I did but, actually but, tell you that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said this word, then I realised that I said, "Oh God, I'm jealous of you," and and it's like bloody hell, Maxine, I've just lost my bloody wife. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, I thought you, I felt no, that. I thought maybe you, should, no, you didn't say but that. The, but the reason I bring that up is because that was the one positive text about that. 
And it was lovely to get. It was like, well, thank you very much. Because if something vindicates when you're in grief, if something vindicates, you hold on to that. So if one person says it's great and 87 say what a ridiculous thing, that one approves it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let approve stuff, even if you disagree with it. Because it's Be nothing there. to do with anybody else. Else. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's my grief, not yours. <laughs> yours, yes. But you then, as a husband, also then, you, 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 I very much, and still do, feel a bit of weight for Vic's mum and dad, because, yeah. bless her heart, I think Vic's mum almost panicked that I wasn't going to come and visit anymore. Yeah. yeah, and which ridiculous. Of course, that's not going to happen. Um, she's still mum. And where you and can stay in touch with the in-laws. I know that's not always the case. No, no. I know but again, that. It's, it's a younger person's thing again, isn't it? Because a younger couple with that happening, um, the in-laws are still alive. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 and that whole understanding that their grief you need to be part of their grief because they're part of, and maybe it's unique in that scenario if it's, 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 it's your wife's mum and dad because you borrow your wife, don't you? Again, in society, <laughs> yes. you do, you do. You borrow your wife, you take your wife from her dad. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Her dad walks her down the aisle, so to speak. Um, so, you know, even though, they take you take the, the name away and all that kind of weird stuff um there's a bit of paperwork that arrived that actually um i never realized they'd actually got her uh, her um maiden name down that really hurt it no. massively hurt for some ridiculous reason yeah and it must be awful for a young woman when that they get offered to change their name back yeah that must oh thank god i don't have to do that because i think that would oh no that would be awful yeah I, I, that must be wow that must be something unique on that way around you know and that's um, the thing about it and i think whether you're losing anybody mm. whoever that is just understand i think just just be more aware that you you don't have to fix it like we no. don't have to fix you do you see no, what i mean no 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 I have to fix myself. I will shout when I need help, mm. but let me fix myself. So if I don't respond straight away to the, why don't you come round? Um, it's because going round to a certain person that you're friends with might be a step on that journey of change that they don't want to happen just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because... I think that the people surrounding grief have to realise that it's still too soon. When you marry someone, you expect to live together to your old age and retire to wells next to the sea and, and have to mash up um, the fish for her uh, because of her Parkinson's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's all been snatched away too soon. Yeah. And all that part of married life has been removed. And I think it's very difficult. How, how, how can I put this? Um, is don't, but one of the worst things you can say to someone that's in grief is, oh, it's lovely to see you out. It's so nice to see you moving on. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not moving on. I'm not getting better, but I have to be out because I need to put petrol in the car. Yeah. Um, I have to be out because your life is carrying on and dragging mine along with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, yeah, that, that's, that's it. Yeah. You, everyone else's life is dragging you along. But a good analogy would be that actually being, a, being towed behind a boat on a jet ski is actually quite an enjoyable experience. It's not a negative. Yeah. Let the person, the person might be happy being dragged along, but they might also be pulling saying, I don't want to yet. I don't want to stop grieving yet. I don't want to go through the angry stage yet but you're slowly pushing me to that point <laughs> and, yeah. and stand and stand well back when it's going to happen. 
Yeah, and and don't be surprised at the reactions you get because mm. people think it's you know oh look how they behave. No, it's a reaction to a situation. Reaction, not about yes. behaviour. It's reaction. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to remember for anybody, and this applies to anybody, is don't look in horror when someone who's grieving says something along the lines of. Oh, have you got the house sorted yet? Yes, my wife was a right messy bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, really? But that, oh, that's awful. What do you mean? She was a messy, was a messy moo, messy moo, and she was a clutterbug. Always was. But, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a negative, isn't it? But that person saying, oh, thank God for that. I could finally do this. Don't then say, oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, that must be so nice. Have you rearranged the furniture? Uh, yeah, I did, actually, because I was fed up of tripping over stuff because it was all set up for dialysis. So I put it back the way it was when we first moved in. And, 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 and Darren and I aren't saying that well-meaning people no. aren't appreciating. No, we're not. What we're saying no. is just be aware that the response you get might not be the one you want yeah I, I, I sound ungrateful and I, I i will say it again i'm massively grateful i love the inappropriate people saying daft things and getting things wrong don't stop that i'm just saying maybe take a step back and engage mouth before uh, engage brain before mouth and actually think there is a reason why that person doesn't want to go out tonight or there's a, that person absolutely loves the fact that four or five of their friends get together um, and drag them over for a barbecue to celebrate and raise a glass to Vic for a birthday. Yeah. Which was amazing thing. It was absolutely amazing. They'll never stop that, but they obviously thought about it. Yeah. Um, they said, would you like to come? Someone else said, would you like to come over for dinner? sometime in the next couple of weeks is bliss for someone grieving because you've got time to plan it in your head you've got plan, plan to think about what you're going to talk about rather than do you want to come to dinner tonight yeah it, that throws their world into chaos you and know? also be ready for them to change their mind oh yes please let them please let them just you know, even if it's given permission, send them a text to say, I know we're coming through tonight, but did you want to do tomorrow as well? It's entirely up to you. <laughs> Give them a reason because they'll adore you for it. They'll adore and, you for it. And out of anything, and I, I, we, we could talk about this for hours. And obviously, hours, yeah, I'm sure yeah, people look, don't want, uh, I'm not, no. the, I, I'm new to this podcast game, Darren, you've got to remember. <laughs> so um, even though I've yeah. put up an hour one, this is a bit longer, but um, I yeah, just yeah. think it's an important subject to talk about. And I yeah. think it's important for people to understand there is no tidy little box that we all fit into. No, there isn't. But there are things we should remember to understand and have mm. compassion and mm. to realize that it hurts big time yes yes <laughs> and modern social media you know when you see them posting stuff is probably for a reason yeah it might not be for attention seeking but i like putting posts on like that was a shit day because you are telling the world and you're accepting social media is a thing. It's not attention seeking. It's just making a statement of fact. But little comments underneath do help. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 just yeah, random stuff. Um, cheer the person up by telling a funny story. Yeah. Yeah. Or having the balls when you're having a conversation to drop into the conversation. Vic would have found that funny. Yes. Yes. The worst thing anybody Acknowledge can do the person is there. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Don't avoid mentioning the person. No, and that's unique to any age. It's automatic, yes. isn't it? After a period of three or four weeks, don't talk about dad. Yes. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> Why? He was there for all that time. Yes. Yeah. Those. Those are the yes. things 
we want to remember. <laughs> we want yes. to also be able to say, do you know what? It was awful. It was terrible. Yes. It, you know. Yes. We want it to encompass. And I think the biggest thing, anybody, listen. Yes. Listen. Listen to what the person's saying. Listen to the fact they've been a carer. Listen to the fact that they've spent X amount of years making someone else's cup of tea first, cooking what they want for dinner. They now don't have to, yeah. but they might just regularly make two cups of tea by mistake. Yeah. Ignore it. Yeah. Or make a joke of it if that's the type of person. But it's tailor your response to that person, not for your own personal gratification. It's not, no, gratification is the wrong way to Not to make you feel better. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Because your grief is maybe very powerful, but will go quite quickly. You've got your husband, your wife, your kids, your mum, your dad, whatever. Because yours has gone and you've moved on doesn't mean that the person that's, what for whatever reason, taking longer to grieve and has had the biggest effect on is that finding something as daft as addressing in the in the drawer um, will really upset them. Yeah. Um, and in, no, it's not the jewellery and all the rest of it because that was a different part of Vic's life that wasn't nearest to, to it. It's the catheter bloody tubes everywhere for the, for the Hickman line and it's the keep finding another roll of um, bloody micropore tape um, or realising the blanket you've been sat on on the sofa was a, was a dialysis blanket and you get really angry and end up cutting it to bits and throwing it into the garden and then realise it was the dog's favourite stupid funny stuff yeah some of it's really funny funny stuff does happen as well but funny makes you cry and we've got to understand yes. that yes it's good for you that's why some of the best comics make you laugh and cry at the same time yes um and there's a reason for that make someone cry and then they will laugh harder make someone laugh really well but they're damn well going to cry a lot after that yeah and um, on and that let note I'm not that now. I'm going to have to bring to an end. Um, yes. But honestly, I want to thank you for doing this because obviously it was just a, a comment. I said, oh, I think we should talk Let's about it. We haven't even, we can't even think of a name for it. Um, no, no. So we're just, I don't know what we're going to, I'm not sure it's even going to have a name, but um, it no, doesn't really no. matter <laughs> because it doesn't fit into a box or a title. Exactly. No, how about giving Mr. Cole some credit and call it, um, it really is the madness of grief because <laughs> yes. it is bonkers. It and is if you bonkers. Know, yeah, totally bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to talk it. The bonkers world of grief. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Bonkers world of grief and the importance of dogs. Yes. Oh, one. yes. And that's the other thing is, and, and that's because yeah. your dog, um, Ralph, yes um, has got me through this yes it really has yeah yeah um massively and i actually had someone attack me for it uh on social media but hey there's a block button i just posted you know, a video of the ball pit i then went out and bought him i mean you know <laughs> we do daft things when you're in grief because we're enjoying it and it's making us smile and it's different so whether you're 80 or 90 or 12 whatever the grief is and you're a carer um afterwards you need to let that person rebuild their life much more than is normal yes so let them be now. funny let them be quirky and let's say enough's enough yes. <laughs> i'll enjoy that maxi i'm thank gonna say hurrah hurrah Yay, we're finished. Um, <laughs> but also um, thank you thank you for everybody for joining us on pull up a chair and let's talk care yeah, thank you very much and um yeah brilliant lovely thank you maxi thank you.